Hello and welcome to another episode of the Palladian Energy Podcast, a podcast series for energy professionals featuring short, insightful interviews with experts who can shed light on topics that matter to you and to your business. We cover issues relevant to the upstream, midstream and downstream sectors. This season, we're focusing on matters of sustainability. Palladian Publications is home to four industry-leading oil and gas magazines. Together, Oilfield Technology, World Pipelines, LNG Industry and Hydrocarbon Engineering cover the upstream, midstream and downstream sectors. Search for the magazines online and subscribe for free to receive a print copy or see the digital version. I'm your host, Elizabeth Corner, and this is episode six. I'm pleased to welcome Emmanuel Gilhamon, who is EMEA Process Industries Manager Strategic Accounts at Rockwell Automation. Emmanuel joins us from Abu Dhabi, where he's representing his company at Adipec. So hello, Emmanuel. Welcome. Hi, Elizabeth. It's great to meet you. Thank you for having me here. So, Emmanuel, can I ask you to introduce yourself to our lovely podcast audience before we get started and maybe tell us how Adipec is going so far? I know it's day one today. Sure. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I, I'm live from Adipec. Um, just a little bit of background about myself. I've, I've worked about 20 years in the oil and gas business, and uh, you're talking about being expat. I've been, I've been very lucky in my life to have uh, uh, worked in, in Italy, then Brazil, then France, then Abu Dhabi, Oman, Houston. So really, I've been around the world, and uh, and it's... Uh, a real pleasure. So, um, so far, Adipec has been absolutely great. The first day is always a, a whirlwind of engaging with customers. Everybody's everybody's trying to find their beat a little bit, um, but already some wonderful conversations with customers. And uh, I never cease to be amazed how much we learn by just like just meeting our own customers. Yeah, there's nothing like it, is there? Absolutely. Yeah. So as our listeners may already know, Rockwell Automation is in the business of digital transformation and industrial automation, serving lots of different industries. But for oil and gas, Rockwell offers automation, control and safety systems for the entire supply chain. So with the theme of this season of the podcast in mind, sustainability, what insight can you offer into the way that sustainability is shaping automation and control in the energy sector? Yeah, so... I think the first comment I would like to make is that uh, automation and digitization is by nature and by essence in the business of sustainability because everything we do from the get-go for decades is to make our customers more efficient, um, to be faster at whatever they're doing and, and, and reducing time but also waste and carbon footprints. So by essence, we're in the business of sustainability. Um, but more specifically, what we've been seeing around automation and uh, digitization, Internet of Things, etc., there are a few themes that are really coming strongly this year. Um, a few of them are carbon capture, but also green hydrogen, um, and the idea of how to better manage our, our energies in general. Um, and these topics just keep on coming back. And so they're forcing us in the automation digitization space of seeing how we can deliver on those specific topics. Fantastic. Yes, in my notes, I had 
surely automation equals efficiency, but then presumably lots more besides efficiency. Yeah, that's 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 the perfect summary of what automation is all about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's it's either the business of helping our customers be more efficient in whatever they're doing, or helping them be more efficient in topping of sustainability, and ultimately, um, sustainability is is a human endeavor, and maybe we'll talk about it. It's something. It's a, it's an imperative. It's something that we have to do. But we also believe that it's a strong business case. Um, sustainability is <laughs> makes business sense. And if you look at, at uh, the topic of energies, what we want is we want to use ener- uh, energies that are more carbon efficient, that have less carbon footprint or even better, no carbon footprint. But that will happen automatically as soon as it is a more cost-effective solution than, than the other sources of energy. Um, and since automation is in the business of lowering costs, anytime that we're helping renewable energy be more cost-effective, we're effectively helping renewable energy deploy on a more global scale, right? So, yes, it's a very tight link. Fantastic. So, sustainability is a key driver of innovation in automation. What sort of changes are you seeing or implementing? I think the first thing I would like to say is that transitions always occur as a human endeavor. So if we look at when when we moved from cars to sorry, from horses to cars, it did not happen because we ran out of horses. It happened because we pushed for cars. And we didn't, you know, we didn't move out of the iron age because we, we ran out of iron. So it's always because humans have pushed it. And so the current current energy transition that we're trying to foster needs to happen because humans are pushing for it. That that's the first thing. Um, but also because also because, as I said, because it makes business sense. So really what we're trying to do, we're trying to make it make more business sense. So for example, in the space of carbon capture, which is, which is very, very popular right now, there are a lot of investments in carbon capture. We're trying to come with off-the-shelf solutions so that customers you know, don't need to ask new engineering for their projects, but really that we have solutions that they can just plug and play onto their plants to try to capture the carbon that's going through the two gases of whatever manufacturing process they have. Um, so we're trying to make it so that it's a no-brainer. Going sustainable is a no-brainer. It's it's not only what humans need to do as, as a team, uh, but it also just individually makes business sense for everybody. Fantastic. Very interesting that you use that phrase business sense uh, so frequently in your discussion there. Um, so that, is that then how you would persuade our listeners that committing to sustainability can do things such as increase your cost savings as a business, optimize your operations and even attract new customers and new business? That is absolutely certain. So in, and in so many ways. So first of all, um, there are energy studies that are published every year that go with the leverage cost of energy. So when you compare different energy sources and their costs, you need to look at not just the cost that it is to build the plants. So, you know, should I build a nuclear plant or should I build a coal plant or should I build solar fields? You can look at the cost of building this, but then also you need to look at the cost of operating it over several years. You need to look at the cost of debt to, to, to do all that. And so there are many studies that compare all the sums of these 
these costs for different sources of energy. And today, it is more cost effective to have a solar plant with storage so that you can also provide energy during the night when the sun is not shining. It is more cost effective to do that than to build a coal power plant, right? So even out of the box, sustainability in terms of energy is much lower. Um, that's just one example. But I would also like to say that today we live in an ecosystem where all the stakeholders will look at sustainability. So um, people will want to work for companies that are more sustainable. Your employees is one element. Um, customers will ask us what are our sustainable practices because we're part of their scope two, typically or scope three, their their suppliers. Um, uh, shareholders, there are so many companies today that say they will only invest in companies that have high ESG scores. So it is it is not just that it, I wonder if it's good for business. It is it is turning into an absolute must have for anyone to have high sustainability scores, right? And uh, and that's absolutely something that we can help with, uh, help our customers with, and which we strive to do every every day. Now, uh, for the next episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about the energy sector's power to make sustainable tech change. So essentially making headway towards net zero by reducing the carbon impact of things like software and technology. Uh, are you doing the same thing, but with automation processes? And is implementing ESG policy in operations an easy way to meet targets? The, the way to be more sustainable for, for the industries in general and for our customers in particular is either either you have your operations more efficient uh, or you move towards more renewable energies because we're, we're working a lot in the energy sector here in, in Abu Dhabi um, or or you capture the carbon and um, again carbon capture is a really really important topic right now everybody's looking at it um, I strongly believe that it is going to be one of the main transition tools that we're going to have for us to meet our, our 2030 and 2050 targets uh, globally. Uh, ultimately, what's happening is that in the world, there's an amount of carbon that circulates, right? So we have we have CO2 in the air, it's captured by plants, then they decompose and they turn into oil and then they move underground. And then, you know, and eventually this is how we recycle carbon. But that process takes millions of years. And humans have taken all this carbon out of the ground and sticking it in the air. Capturing carbon is a way for us to recycle that process at a much faster pace. And it will give us the time to be able to um, to live with, with our current lifestyle, with planes and cars, until we are able to do everything to electric vehicles or green hydrogen um, and, uh, and renewable energies. That, that process will take time. And unfortunately, we believe, or I believe, it will take more time than we can, than we can afford. So I think carbon capture is... Is, is an absolute must-have. Um, and so we're, we're really working on having some cost-effective, out-of-the-box solutions that our customers can just attach to their manufacturing processes so they can meet their ESG targets uh, for their shareholders or any regulatory requirements, uh, their employees and everything before. Yeah. Are you hearing a lot of talk about carbon capture on the floor at Adipec? Yes, definitely. Um, we have we have a couple of customers who we're about to, we, we can't quite announce quite yet, but we're hoping to be able to announce very soon 
and they have some uh, demonstrations of their of their solutions. Um, if you arrive in Adidas, you can see from Adnoc, the big signs are how to decarbonize together faster. It's really, it's really a topic uh, topic of the moment for a lot of uh, a lot of companies. Yeah, I think that uh, carbon capture in particular is is a bit more accessible for oil and gas companies to understand and get uh, get their um, kind of get a grip on. Would you Would you agree? Yes, for a few reasons as well. Um, so in carbon capture, there's the capturing the carbon piece. Um, it's applicable to any industry as, as long as you're an industry who emits CO two. You know, whether you're in mining or metals or, or chemicals, you're going to emit CO two. So that's true for anybody. But what happens is that once this carbon is captured, what do you do with it? You give it back to an oil and gas company, and they inject it back to the grounds where they originally found gas and, and you know carbons that were there to start with, right? So they're just putting it back in there. Uh, so it is a very large business for the oil and gas industry, and I would say the oil and gas industry is necessary for the business of capturing the carbon. Yeah, I love that idea of a, of a purpose for the oil and gas industry as it changes. Yes, absolutely. It's it's an industry that's constantly uh, reinventing itself. Uh, right now, it's um, it's in the midst of a radical transformation um, that we've seen. We've seen many many oil and gas companies announce huge investments in the uh, sustainable green space, um, and, and carbon capture is an area where they have really uh, specific um, capabilities that make sense. And how important is connectivity in this arena? I'm thinking about smart technology. Um, is connectivity the answer to managing your plant or your control room more efficiently? So absolutely. Um, I'm going to repeat something that's a very classical saying, but you can only you can only manage what you measure. And um, everything that we do in Rockwell is linked to the connected enterprise, meaning we want to be able not only to connect your IT, so your 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 IT infrastructure, your um, dashboards and, and laptops and everything that constitutes your IT, but we want to be able to connect it with your OT. So all of your plants, all of the equipment on those plants, and bring it all together. So we we are we are coming from the OT world. Our job is to manage your equipment, whatever that equipment is, we manage it through our, through our um, uh, control systems. Um, but we want to gather all of that and make sure it's available for being, uh, being monitored and optimized. Uh, so one example of that in the domain of uh, sustainability is our energy management systems. Um, the goal of energy management systems is that if you have a, a system that gives you energy, maybe you're producing green hydrogen for you. And you have a number of energy sources at your disposal. You have some wind turbines, maybe you have some power coming from the grid, or maybe you have solar panels and you have batteries. And all these will produce energies at different times. You will have an energy management system that controls, that monitors all of that um, to produce your green hydrogen or whatever it is that you're producing. But ultimately, we don't want to be only able to monitor it. We want to be able to close the loop, i.e., once we've seen what's, you know, What's being produced and where we want to be able to make a determination with an algorithm and intelligence of what's what's the best course of action, which energy source should I use now, and be able to close the loop so go back and control that energy source 
okay, now I'm going to draw power from the solar panels, or now I'm going to draw power from the batteries because we're playing. Um, and that's a very simple example that energy management systems can turn into things that are very, very complicated. But that's our job to be able to to help, no matter what your energy situation is, help make the best decision. And your criteria um, to pick an energy source might be like a carbon footprint, but it could also be price of energy at that moment, or it could be a number of criteria, right? And so these are this is just an example of how important connectivity is, both for your carbon footprint, but also for your bottom line. Fantastic. And which other parts of Rockwell's businesses work towards sustainability in oil and gas? I wonder how you're showcasing all of the work you're doing uh, at ADEPEC this year. I think it's it's hard to say which parts of Rockwell because I think it's it's a, it's a holistic answer uh, that we need to do to achieve sustainability. Um, uh, but I, I I'm always amazed by the power of what we can do with digital solutions. You know. Um, it, it uh, possibly because it is holistic, but it seems like there are very few problems that we cannot solve with some artificial intelligence. Maybe you want to finish off by um, giving me your thoughts on kind of the potential of impact of smart technology solutions on this industry's rather daunting sustainability journey. I think if I look at the example of green hydrogen, is where we bring together many of our solutions because to produce green hydrogen uh, not only do you need a, a super efficient control system uh, to control the electrolyzers that will, that will create the hydrogen uh, but you also need to manage the energy sources um, so you also bring it together with an energy management system uh, which is the example I was giving earlier to, to be able to pick the best energy sources so it's really it's really an area where Rockwell has all of the pieces of the puzzle to be able to bring together a very cost-effective but completely green solution uh, to produce the green hydrogen. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I think we covered a fair bit of ground there. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks to Emmanuel Gilhamon at Rockwell Automation for stepping out of his busy week at Adepec to be on the podcast. He gave us a bird's eye view of Rockwell's holistic approach to sustainability, in which process automation leads to efficiencies, improved ESG performance, and a push down the road to the energy transition. Thanks for listening to the Palladian Energy Podcast. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate and review and forward to a colleague or friend. LNG industry serves as the go-to hub for all those following the latest developments in the LNG sector, providing spotlight interviews, in-depth articles, and regional reports. LNG industry covers the global marketplace. Register to receive a print or digital copy at lngindustry.com.